money is really just energy. It's really just fuel. If we can put that fuel towards expanding and making more love out of that, then that's even, even better in a lot of ways for me. Although, again, all of the different ways are beautiful. But the way that the purpose-driven piece takes it a step further is I don't just say, here are these clothes. I say... Welcome to Heroes of Purpose, the movement of established and emerging leaders taking a stand to change the world through purpose-driven entrepreneurship. And welcome to the Heroes of Purpose podcast, where we talk with the successful entrepreneurs in our community who teach you and our programs how to use purpose-driven entrepreneurship to make a difference and create a meaningful impact on earth. I'm your host, George Mason Lante. Heroes, welcome to the show. I'm your host, George Mason Lante. And particularly welcome to the very first full-length episode we are doing. I am so grateful to have you all here. It is such an honor. And for this first interview, I want to really dive into what we are doing and why we're doing it. And so in this interview, I have the immense honor of being interviewed by one of my co-founders, Yash. The whole idea of this is we want you all to be able to hear from us first before we bring in all of these amazing teachers, all these amazing mentors. We really want to make sure that you all understand us so that we can have this amazing relationship moving forward. So I hope you enjoy this interview. I hope you enjoy hearing about our journey and let's get started. Hey guys, welcome to the Heroes of Purpose podcast. Today is a particularly special episode. We're going to be turning the tables around and George Mason Lanta, our traditional host, is going to be on the other side of the interview table. So most of you have already met George on the interview side of the table, but he's one of the founders of Heroes of Purpose. He's an expert in emotional mastery. He's traveled the world, taught hundreds of students, top-ranked coaches, and six-figure entrepreneurs has an amazing life story that he's here to share with us today. Welcome to the podcast, George. It's an honor to be here, Yash. Yeah. So I'd love to start with, obviously, since you are on the founding team, just tell us more about why Heroes of Purpose for you. What really brought you on this journey? You've been on so many. That is such a great question. And for me, it really comes down to impact. I care so much about the impact that we are all making in the world. And I genuinely believe that becoming a purpose-driven entrepreneur, and first of all, I just wanted to say, you can be a purpose-driven entrepreneur. If you are listening to this podcast right now, if you are anyone, you can change the world through purpose-driven entrepreneurship. And I believe that so deeply to my core. And especially when we come together as a group, you know, when it's just like individuals having this purpose, having this ideal that they want to hit and doing work towards that, it's really, really difficult. But when we combine, when we combine our resources, when we combine our knowledge, when we, when we combine our network, and when we support each other, it becomes so much more realistic. And for me, you know, I really believe in all of the books and movies that we read as a society and as a culture right now. And I think it's really sad when people look at those stories and movies and they say, those are the heroes, right? Those are the people on the screen. And not only those are the heroes, but that's not even real. And to me, 
it's all about taking inspiration from everything, taking inspiration from the things that enlighten us most, and then bring that into our own lives. And for me, you know, when it, I see these Marvel heroes on TV, it's like the real life versions of those are purpose-driven entrepreneurs because purpose-driven entrepreneurship is such an effective way of creating impact, right? You're able to tell the world, this is what I see that we can do better. This is the way that I believe society can be improved. And you're able to use this incredible tool of entrepreneurship, which just leaves room for anything you want to do, right? Any sort of innovation without any sort of, you know, sort of, of course, there's the general guidelines that we have to follow from the law and everything, but there aren't the people who are above us trying to direct us in a certain way. And there's the whole landscape open of however we want to make this thing happen, we can do so. And I believe in a world where groups of people come together, find the best learning resources that everyone really wants to learn, and create these groups of heroes where they say, we are going to make this change in the world, and we have all these products to do this with. And we are going to grow together, we're going to support each other, and we're actually going to bring the change that the world, frankly, very much needs right now. And so that's, for me, to me, it's just the coolest world ever when that happens. And that is really at, at the core of, of why I am serving the way that I'm serving right now. Yeah, it's, it's evident from the way that you're talking about it that you care a lot about purpose-driven entrepreneurship and how it manifests in our ability to be the best versions of ourselves, or as you would probably say, heroes. And I guess what I'm curious about is, has that always been uh, uh, your, your mission or your guiding light? Or when did you really encounter purpose-driven entrepreneurship for the first time? And when did that become your guiding star? That's such a good question. So for me, purpose-driven entrepreneurship is really the combination of all of my favorite things in life, right? If I go into my dark night of the soul, which I think everyone has, right? Everyone has had those chapters of dark days. And that's actually what we pull from to then bring into a place of light to be able to master what it was that we were working on during that time. And for me, it was when I was 15 and when I was suddenly left alone without a friend group, right? Which I, of course, take responsibility for. It's not a blaming thing, it's not a victim thing, but I was in this position where I ended up not having friends and I just felt so bad. And it took me a while to get out of that place of darkness. It took about, I'd say it was probably four years until it was completely, completely washed over. But as I emerged from that period of time in my life, I said, community, I'm going to figure out community, right? I got to university and I got super involved. I was joining like all the clubs and the first club that I joined was, or the first club that I, the first activity I would say that I really found was partner dancing, right? It was a way I could have fun, that I could meet people. The second one that I found was entrepreneurship club which was, wow, this is the coolest way to do business. I'm hanging out with friends, playing ping pong, and we're talking about ideas that we feel like can change the world. And then the third one was actually spirituality. And it wasn't until I found sort of spirituality in community 
then I really found the significance of it. I'd been practicing yoga, practicing meditation. I had a very psychologically based background. And basically when I started becoming more comfortable with even the word spirituality is when I realized, oh, wow, meditation is actually the most scientific, like the most valid studies that I'm seeing in all this psych research that I'm working on and that I am like reading in my spare time that I'm trying to get involved in by working in all these research labs it's like it all points to meditation. And from there I realized, wow, actually meditation is, which comes originally from Buddhism and from the yogic traditions, it's actually very similar to all of these other spiritual practices around the world. And so with that community, what I really found was that that deep sense of purpose, because they all like, wow, those communities really believe in what they're going for. And it's coming from a place of love. Right. One of the biggest breakthroughs that I had, it was right after one of these very unfortunate school shootings. And I was riding my bike to a yoga class. And I was thinking, I was picturing my head and I saw like two different religious groups and then like two different types of people within those groups. To be broad, of course, like there's so much gray area of everything. But I saw the KKK and Martin Luther King. Right. And then I saw... Like, of course, not part of the same group, but at least in the <laughs> somewhat of the same region. And then I saw Gandhi and I saw like terrorists, right? Like Al Qaeda, like, of course, India, like Middle East, I know, of course, but Gandhi is sort of the big figure that people know. And it's like, obviously, Gandhi and MLK are in the same religion, right? They're in different religions. They're in the religion of love. And obviously, like the KKK and Al Qaeda are in the same religion, right? They're not in, like Christian or like... Islam, they're in like love or fear in that sort of context. And that just made me realize like, wow. And anyway, I go into my whole journey into learning about myself through various forms of spirituality later. But when I found purpose-driven entrepreneurship, so I was extremely blessed to have the luxury and the privilege to travel the world after I graduated and I was very supported by my family. I didn't grow up particularly wealthy, but there was sort of a large influx of money that happened right after I graduated. And I really was able to receive the benefit of that, which is something that I really believe, like if it's something that we have the luxury of, it's something that's so beautiful when we can just be open to receiving that money and to be able to direct our lives in a beautiful way where we can make an impact. Right? I think it's, it's so important to be able to do and I was, I was blessed to be able to do that for, for a long time and <laughs> for a couple of years, actually. And so I was able to go and learn all about myself and travel around Bali and Thailand and India. And I was able to work on a bunch of different purpose-driven ventures I was really passionate about. And a lot of it revolved around the work that I'd done with psychology, with spirituality, with uh, working with emotions. And eventually I stumbled, I, I absolutely stumbled. It was this one very interesting um, event that was, it was network marketing related, which I don't know if you all know that, but it was like people who have these certain products and they like go and sell them to our networks. And it was these people I met who were in the, the town that I was in at that time and I met them and they were cool people. And they were very kind about like everything that they were doing and they were really supportive of each other. Um, but anyway, they generated all this hype for like creating like financial abundance. They had this event and they brought everyone to the event and everyone was 
so excited by what was happening. And then as soon as they brought up like the network marketing page on the screen, like everyone's like faces turned from like smiles to like these really angry faces and the entire room turned against these speakers. And at that point I stood up and I said, look, like I don't, I'm not like in this system. I don't necessarily resonate with the product, but I just want to let you all know these are really, really good people. These people really mean what they're doing and they, um, are showing you this because this has really changed their lives. So like, if you don't resonate with it, it's totally fine, but like, don't demonize them. Like see them as like these beautiful people who are also trying to make the world a better place. And right after that happened, one of my now very close friends and mentors who you all will see on the podcast right after this, it's such an honor to have her, but Virginia Salas Castillo came up to me right after that. And she said, you, you are coming to this mastermind that I'm hosting. And I had no idea who she was. And it was like, totally. So that was great, right? Because if I knew who she was, I probably would have freaked out. <laughs> um, anyway, so she said that I was like, oh, cool. And then some of my other friends were like, yeah, this mastermind. Like, you gotta go to this mastermind. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to this. And I get home that night and I look her up. And I, of course, because I was into entrepreneurship in college, I was listening to um, all of these different podcasts and one of my favorite podcasts of all time, Unconventional Life. Oh my gosh, so many of the people who I just absolutely think are incredible people go on that podcast. And when I looked up Virginia to see who she was, just like I just looked at her Facebook profile, I saw she was business partners with Jules Schroeder, who's the host of that podcast. I was like, I just met the business partner of my favorite podcast and I was like messaging her and she was like sending me like voice messages. I was like, no way. It was just like mind blowing. And she was ranked like one of the top 26 women to change the world by Inc. Magazine. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I started messaging my friend Quinn, who of course is our other co-founder who we're going to hear from later. And I was like, dude, we just met this incredible person. Like we're going to our mastermind. This is awesome. And anyone, when I got to that group, it was like, wow, this is a combination of all three of those areas that I found community in. And it, that just blew my mind. It was all of these people who were purpose-driven entrepreneurs. Not only did they have businesses that they were working on, not only, and not only did they like have that vibe where they really like wanted to make an impact with everything that they were doing, but they weren't stiff about it either. They were like, as, as part of the, the mastermind, it was like, we got a circle. The first thing that we did was we threw flowers at each other, right? And, and we were in Bali at the time. And in Bali, there's, you can just buy these massive bags of just a ton of flower petals. And so people are just like throwing flowers at each other and just like this beautiful, like showering each other with love. And there was like awesome music playing. And there was like a pool that people were hanging out with. And so it was, it was all of the vibes that I was looking for. And as I got into that community more and as I met more people through that experience and when I started to realize, wow, other people that I'd met that I didn't realize were part of the same sort of tribe, actually are part of the same like overall network. And just more and more, I, I started getting into these communities and I, I just realized, wow, this is everything that I've been looking for in a single group of people. Right. And so to go back to the original question, if you just repeat the original question one more time so that I can 
make sure to get the full hold of it. It was about purpose-driven entrepreneurship, right? Yeah, and I was asking you about your first experience with it and how it became your writing star. Exactly. Yeah. So that, I would say, was my full first complete experience with purpose-driven entrepreneurship, right? In college, I had had, you know, social entrepreneurship events that had come up, and that was also awesome, right? It was still people looking to make an impact through entrepreneurship. But this tribe that I found, this, that's why we use this different word of purpose-driven entrepreneurship, too. Not only does it, you know, imply, like, some of the other just fun things that we include that we can go into later, but it's really just this overall vibe of, it's, it's like we, it's like this, these sorts of people, which are all the sorts of people that we have in on this podcast, these people are just so incredible. And wow, I mean, just being in that room, that first day, that first mastermind that I went to, just having those conversations, it opened my whole world so much. And as soon as I met those people, I just realized like, this is what we need more of, right? This is what we need to have more of in the world. And I believe that when we've really come to that vibe, and I really think that all three of those components are really important, right? Because if you just have the enjoyment, you know, it's like you're, you're celebrating, but there isn't that work being done. And sometimes it can be a bit sporadic too, right? If there isn't that purpose at the center of it. And if you just have the purpose, right, it's you're, you're creating this intention for love, this intention for everything we want. But then, you know, if it doesn't have any of the fun or any of the business, it just looks like a monastery, right? Where you're just sitting there meditating, which is beautiful too. But again, it it's doesn't have that complete picture of life. And then, of course, right, right, right after I graduated college, I was very blessed to attend uh, a programming school that had a lot of extremely smart people at it. And that's where we, I met Quinn, our other co-founder. And people who are extremely smart, really driven to be able to create, but because it doesn't have that purpose-driven element, even though everyone has that idea inside of them that I want to make the world better, like I want to make a difference in my life, when it isn't explicitly stated, and when in a situation like we were in at least, it was like, not a good work-life balance um that's that's just not good either and i also like any two of those in combination right that's great for where we are right now in society if you can have both the purpose and the fun that creates just like an awesome party of love and that's awesome if you have the purpose and the entrepreneurship you're making the world better if you have and i guess those are the two combinations there um but when you have all three that's when it becomes extremely special so yeah, that was my first experience with purpose-driven entrepreneurship and the entire massive journey that, that brought me there, at least a small part of it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it doesn't, it doesn't sound small at all. It sounds like it was a pretty powerful story. Uh, yeah, now I'm, I'm picturing the flowers. I'm picturing like this meeting. It sounds like a beautiful, beautiful moment in your life. Uh, and I think you, you kind of hinted at this, and I'm curious if you could dive deeper into it. What to you makes the difference between purpose-driven entrepreneurship and social entrepreneurship? That's a great question. And so to be honest, it's a little bit interchangeable. Like I'm not going to pretend that we are creating this like insane new revolution right? about the new, yeah. but in a, in a way at the same time, we are a little bit. And I would say the biggest key 
just to be able to focus on one thing and so that people can remember it is and when I, when I say this I, I want to be very clear in that I don't put social entrepreneurship down in whatever way and there's a ton of overlap and a lot of social ventures are doing this already and so I don't want to in any way say that all these people aren't doing that we are doing that because that's not true whatsoever but to me, the reason I like to use the different word is to really harp on the idea of in purpose-driven entrepreneurship, we are visualizing the world that we want and we go at creating that world. And to me, that's different than social entrepreneurship, which says, here are these people who have a problem and let's help them address this problem. And to give a more specific example, when I think of, if I'm making a clothing line, right, which is something that I really want to do in the future, it's something that I'm really passionate about, um, which uh, you'll learn about why in just a moment, I could go the social entrepreneurship route only and say I'm going to create and all out of organic bamboo, it's going to be sustainably made. There's going to be a fair trade agreement between me and this tribe who produces bamboo. And then I'm going to donate 100% of the profits to Kiva, uh, which is the charity that we work with with Heroes of Purpose, which provides microloans to entrepreneurs in uh, countries where $20 goes a very long way for helping them start a business and that would be a social venture and that's beautiful and it's awesome and it may, definitely makes the world better but to take it a level deeper when I think of this clothing line that I want to create it's I want to do those similar things right I want to have some of the products be made out of this organic bamboo some of them made out of this different style of clothing and I want to make sure that we're having fair treat agreements with farmers and I want to make sure that a portion of the prop of the profits. I actually believe that when a company can be fully profitable itself, it can actually make a bigger impact because it has more fuel. Money is really just energy. It's really just fuel. If we can put that fuel towards expanding and making more love out of that, then that's even even better in a lot of ways for me. Although again, all of the different ways are beautiful. But the way that the purpose driven piece takes it a step further is I don't just say here are these clothes. I say, these clothes give you superpowers. I say, these clothes are enchanted. When you wear this, this particular shirt, right? This shirt has all of these vibrant colors and this will give you the social confidence that you need to be able to stand up in a room and give an incredible presentation, right? These shoes have superpowers to help you be light on your feet in a way where you can run faster. Right? These pants have these incredible stretch materials that make you empowered to combine work with doing yoga and with being active. Right? And you embed this idea of magic into clothes. And this is one of the most important lessons that I've learned about personal development. I've been ever since that dark night in my soul, I've been like so obsessed with personal development. It's not even funny. 
had my entire roller coaster through of it through it. Some some of my attempts were not so successful. Some were a little bit successful, and at this point, I have at least um, a teeny bit of confidence in in my personal development knowledge um, and application. But one of the most important lessons I've learned there is is magic is magic is what you use to master your emotions, right? If you take any object and you just say, I, it, <laughs> Kleenex is a little bit, it's a little bit funny. You, this is my <laughs> this water bottle, right? Um, say this water bottle, right? I can just look at this as water. But then in Bali, right? One of these countries that I traveled, they have holy water. And of course, when I think back, it's like, wow, my, the Christian churches that I occasionally went to as a child, those have holy water. And to me, right, some people might disagree with this, but what makes water holy? My intention into it, right? Some studies, they've, they're controversial. We're not sure if they're, how true they are, but they say that like watered crystals change based on people's intention around them, right? And I'm pretty sure that the studies have been shown that crystals that form differently when different types of music have been played, those are definitely real, right? And so if I look at this water and I say, wow, this is the most nourishing, incredible water, right? And this water bottle itself, this makes the water nourishing and incredible. This is a holy water bottle, right? That makes this water like more, it makes it more incredible, right? And you can say this is doing whatever sort of thing you want. You can say this is a gratitude practice, right? But no matter what, when you start to embed that magic, that intention into this water bottle, it makes it more effective. It makes it so that your body is able to receive that water more effectively. It makes it so that you remember the beauty of life. You don't just think, oh, this is like a ration that I have to consume to be able to stay alive. You say, this is a sacred gift that I've been given. And when you can look at your whole life like that, when you can look at your whole wardrobe like that, when you can look at everything you're doing like that, wow, that is super incredible. And so that's my particular flavor, right? Obviously our company is called Heroes of Purpose or Adventure, we could say it's called Heroes of Purpose. And so for us, that's the vibe, right? It's like, we're these awesome heroes, right? Stuff is sacred, it's, it's great, we are empowering ourselves. But for someone else, it might be a different vibe, right? It's a different flavor of the magic they're embedding in it. And you can think of that as that purpose. It's as if purpose is an intention. And the important thing there is we can set our intention towards whatever we want, right? In general, we say it should probably be towards love rather than fear. For me personally, I wouldn't support a company that says we're going to make people more fearful. We're going to make them like not like their lives. We're going to make them. But it's like as long as it's going towards this loving, this loving energy, we can have all sorts of flavors of that. And that's why culture is so beautiful, you know? And so for me, purpose driven entrepreneurship, that's really the biggest part of it is it is creating intentionality around products to say we're not just solving a need uh, like physical need we're not just like creating that but we're actually creating the emotional connection the emotional depth that people are really looking for heroes would you like to experience what it's like to be a purpose-driven entrepreneur this summer we're hosting hero experience remote an online program where you will find a mission that inspires you 
build an audience for a purpose-driven brand you create and a team of your peers, and most importantly, become connected to over 10 established entrepreneurs leading the program who will be there to guide your journey for life. Imagine yourself jumping on calls with Inc. Magazine's top-ranked entrepreneurs change the world, NASA space scientists, and people running multi-million dollar companies that are actually making the world a better place. When you enroll in Hero Experience, you will automatically provide a scholarship to the program for a student in need. These are students with brilliant minds whose families sometimes make less than one or $2,000 per month. By enrolling, you automatically provide these people with a chance to change their lives. And by taking the program beside them, you realize just how much good we can all do in the world. Participants in our programs have gone on to become best-selling authors, launch six-figure sustainable e-commerce products, and raise seven-figure venture capital rounds for purpose-driven companies. After only 10 hours a week for four weeks, you will walk away with a blueprint for how to make an impact while creating an income and following your passion. Go to heroesofpurpose.com slash programs to apply. If you're listening to this after the summer, there's sure to be something else that's even more enticing. That's heroesofpurpose.com slash programs. Say you're a listener of this podcast and we'll make sure to forward your application. Now back to the show. I think that's amazing. Uh, I think that draws like a clear distinction between there's this often like, oh, which entrepreneurship is better? Are you social? Are you triple bottom line? But I like that you said it's not that one is better than the other. It's just that they're different visions of the change you want to make in the world. And so just kind of rounding things out, um, you know, we always ask people this, but what does being a hero exactly mean to you? It's a great question. So this is getting into the flavor, right? This is getting into the specific type of magic that we're casting around this, this whole, this whole movement. When people ask me steps that they can take, the first thing that I tell them is to do something that will help you feel like your life is sacred. Because for me, one of my great mentors, Gavin Dantes, who you'll also hear from in this podcast, once said, the most powerful vehicle of change is identity. And when you can take on a new identity, right? If you believe that you're a certain type of person, if you believe that you're going to, you know, make a difference, or if you believe that you are a screw up, if you believe that you are someone who is kind to people, or if you believe that you're just a disagreeable person, that is going to affect who you are so much. And when we remember that our lives are sacred and that when we remember that we are heroes, right? We have a hero's journey. We all, if we look through the, the hero's journey, there's of course, Joseph Campbell's general map, but actually at the, if you read the first chapters of his book, he says it in a very beautiful way, which is he says, the first thing that happens is there's something that makes the hero go inward. Right? There's something that makes the hero start to pay attention to their inner psychology. For me, it was that dark night of the soul when I found myself alone without friends. 
right? And that made me go inward. And then that's that inward journey is where it starts. And that's when the hero goes and, you know, I, I don't want to pretend that I know the full map, but I do think that something, something with darkness is important because that descent in the darkness helps people realize, not that you want to do that intentionally necessarily. Usually it happens to people because there's always going to be dark stuff for people to work out. Right. But being able to see all of those dark moments as these opportunities to grow through that and to be able to bring back gifts for the world, you know, but just general, generally, like however the hero's journey story is construed, whichever chapters happen, just this thought of seeing your life as sacred and you are the hero of your life. And to go a level deeper, that you create your life, that you create your reality, to realize that you have the power to say, what game am I playing, right? Am I playing a game that is, you know, just thinking that life is regular, that life is even dull in some cases, that life's a bitch and then you die. <laughs> <laughs> right as, as some people as some people say right that's one that's one game to play but there's another game to play that says that life is an epic adventure that I can do anything that I want in my life and I can go inside myself and find what it is that I care about more than anything else and I can attract the exact people that I need into my life and I have a purpose to serve humanity in the way that I best possibly can so I can do good for all beings, right? That's another story to play. And for yeah. me, you know, being a hero is about being very intentional about the game that we're playing. And really, to go back to the first question, the reason that we started this movement is people should not have to do this journey alone. And if we look at the different purpose-driven purpose-driven ventures that we are looking to help people create, right? We have everything from, it looks like we're focusing a lot on physical products right now, and we might completely focus there, but even if we went to the broader spectrum that we're looking at, like software, physical products, um, and then information or like service or coaching products, right? The blueprints for all of these things are out there, but I will say after two years of having been blessed to be able to travel the world and work on different, different ventures and meet all these incredible people, the hardest part, <laughs> there's two hardest parts. One of the hardest parts is figuring out, like, the connect, like, finding the connections you need to make these things happen. And then the second part is learning the emotional and logical side behind how to make it happen. And all of that can be so much faster, right? It took me so long to get in touch with these incredible mentors that I have now that I met, a lot of them through Virginia and some of them, you know, through other channels, right? Learn about them in different ways, but a lot of them, a lot of them through Virginia, I have a lot of gratitude for, for Virginia. And um, again, you'll see her on the episode, but yeah, when we can have these sorts of people teaching us from the beginning, you know, sharing their wisdom, when we can have all those resources in place so we don't have to find, you know, the sustainable manufacturer, we don't have to find the amazing development team, we don't have to find the people who understand how to do the different marketing 
automations and everything that we need to be able to help drive this purpose-driven venture into existence. If we can just have all that there, and then we can also have a community of people to be able to enjoy this journey with. Wow. Oh my gosh. Like for me, what this is about is it took me years to get to this point after graduating and I'm still getting there in a lot of ways. And for other people, I think that they can get there so quickly because when we can combine as a group, when we can have all of the resources that we need. And the last thing that I'll say there is, right, it's not just about the billion dollar companies. In university, all that I ever heard about was create a pitch deck, raise money, create a software project, and then maybe like exit, right? Nobody talked to me about, about small business. And I did not come from a family of entrepreneurs, so I did not learn about small business from my family. I learned about small business by talking to a lot of entrepreneurs over a long time traveling the world. Um, but really, when you look at small business, it's way more realistic. And if someone can make a six-figure company first and then move on to create these much bigger ventures and still make a difference with the six-figure company, right, that makes entrepreneurship so realistic. And so, yeah, I mean... To, to wrap it all back, right, being a hero is playing the game of your life intentionally. And how beautiful is it that now you don't have to do that alone? You can actually have all the resources that you need to make the impact that you wish to make in the world. Yeah. Yeah, I love what you said. And I think it resonates with the, the, the cheesy phrase of together is better. And I think we could all agree with that at some point. No one really likes to be alone. Even if you're really introverted, no one's like, I want to do everything alone. Like We all strive for that community, that tribe, that connection that you seem to have found and that we're building here, right? With Heroes of Purpose. So traditionally, like you know, we would leave this with people telling us how to find them, where they could reach out, get more information. If someone's listening to this podcast, I'm going to guess that it's pretty self-evident that they know who Heroes of Purpose are and how to find us. So I'm going to leave it open to you, George, to close however you see fit. I think I would just like to invite everyone listening to this right now to go ahead and feel that spark of sacredness within yourself. To go ahead and realize the epic potential of exactly who you are. And to realize that everyone who exists is already on a team, right? We just haven't fully realized it yet. But all of us are moving towards this direction of let's all make the world a better place. And so I just want all of you to know that we deeply care about you because your journey and everything that you are doing affects us just as much as everything that we are doing affects everyone. And it's the case for every single person. We're all interconnected and that's the beautiful web of life that we're all a part of. And so really, if you're listening to this, it's such an honor for me. I mean, oh my gosh, that someone would give their time to be able to listen to what we're up to. It's a massive, massive honor. So I just want to say thank you so, so much to everyone who's out there right now. And we're here to 
we're here to serve you, right? That's really the, the ultimate piece of it is we truly believe in you. We really believe in who you are, who you can be, who you will be. And we truly believe in everything that this collective team is creating. So to everyone, all the listeners out there, everyone, I just want to say thank you so much. And of course, thank you so much for Yash for being the most amazing interviewer and for holding the most amazing space for this first full episode of Here's a Purpose. So thank you so much, Yash. And thank you, George, for sharing your inspiration, your mission, and your obvious passion for everything that we're doing here. Awesome. Have a good one. See you guys soon. Heroes, thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave us a review in iTunes. We genuinely care about your feedback. We don't want this to be a one-way conversation. And every review helps us provide you with even more value. As we mentioned in the middle of the episode, every student who enrolls in Hero Experience Remote automatically provides a scholarship to the program for a student in need. If you have people in mind you think would be a great fit for a scholarship, be sure to visit heroesofpurpose.com programs in order to nominate them. Once again, that's heroesofpurpose.com programs. You might just change a life.